0: This is the Heart of Singing podcast, the place where passionate singers and vocal coaches of many different styles will share their passion about the wonderful art of singing and making a career with their voices. I'm your host, Henry Cercini. Now, let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Heart of Singing podcast. I'm Henry Crescini, your host. I hope you have been enjoying the podcast so far and uh, please subscribe. Please follow. Um, by the time I'm recording this, we're still only on anchor.fm slash the heart of singing. Still waiting for the distribution to the other podcast platforms to be completed. And I'm also on YouTube on my personal channel, youtube.com slash Henry Crescini. You find the description in the show notes and um, in the video description if you're already watching on YouTube. And yeah, I've been having fun doing this and I have recorded several interviews so far. So today, episode three, I have a very special guest. His name is Kevin James. He's an Australian singer-songwriter who has a very special style, what he calls heart songs. He will tell us what that means but I can tell you so much already, he combines mantras, Sanskrit mantras and mantras in other languages with the English language and he creates his own music this way. So he's a very, very nice um, guy, very nice singer, and I was very happy to interview him, so I won't give you much more of an introduction, I leave you now with my interview with Kevin James enjoy so hi Kevin nice that you have time for us
1: thanks Henry nice to be here
0: glad to have you in the in the heart of singing podcast and uh, we have been talking off the air before about how we discovered you my wife and I through a meditation app and then came Spotify and now we follow you on Facebook and we follow your live mini shows that you do from home it's quite a time we're living in, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely unique experience to be passing through this uh, phase of humanity.
0: That's right. But uh, through this medium, so to say, you also accomplished crowdfunding for your new album, which you just released a few days ago, Wild Free Spirit. Yeah. So congratulations on that, and um, how has it performed so far?
1: Uh, the album yes yeah really well um, the the people from the crowdfunding um, there was around 500 people that received the album um, and the, the feedback was more than it was just perfect it was the best feedback you could get as a as, as a musician to to feel that um, people had the experience of yeah people feeling closer connection to their heart, feeling more present, um, tears of joy, feelings of bliss. These are some of the messages coming back and I was just, yeah, I was just getting really high from that, just a feeling of um, satisfaction and um, completion, I think, because I was holding a vision of creating something that could elevate people's Uh, emotional state to one of more harmony and happiness and you know relieve some of the the suffering that we were going through and uh, especially with the you know the corona uh, the corona times um, it felt like I was sitting on an album that was almost finished and and I felt that uh, we we really need to get this out there and because we couldn't tour we couldn't um, fund the, the remaining um, mixing and mastering and everything so we we thought well Susanna um, my wife came up with the idea of a crowdfunding and and we both thought it was it was kind of an impossible dream because I mean first I, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to ask for people for help because I felt like there were a lot of people that needed help but then after sometime I realized well there's some people who are struggling and then there are other people who actually aren't spending any money and are just sitting at home and and they could really use the album and I thought well I'll just reach out to those people and um and that's that's really what happened um and we got the support we needed we got exactly what we needed and um with a bit extra for a video which was finished yesterday and so we have a, a Wild free spirit video that um yeah, I was just uh, watching it before you called. And yeah, I'll be releasing it tomorrow. So that's really that exciting great. as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, tomorrow for people who are watching this in the future, we are recording this on the 3rd of March, 2021. So tomorrow will be the 4th of March, <laughs> 2021. Maybe there's somebody watching this in, or listening to this in 10 years. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, you describe your style as hard songs. What does this mean for people who don't know
1: Mm, yeah i it's music from the heart and from the heart to the heart and it was uh, the best word that or the best uh, couple of words i could find to describe the music because uh, it didn't have a genre it didn't have a name it had influences from um, different um, traditions around the world and also influences from my upbringing in australia and so i um yeah i just gave it that term to to try and define it
0: okay how do you differentiate this from what people nowadays know as singers or writer style
1: Uh, i differentiate it because it has um a participation aspect to it so um it uh it encouraged people to it encourages people to sing with me and uh that's really the the essence of my music um and, and where i where i decided as a singer songwriter uh, i i do have some songs that are kind of in that um genre um, but i also do a lot of chanting uh, of mantras from various traditions around the world. And I encourage people to uh, sing them together with me. So I, I, I sort of had this mission of bringing the experience of, of uh, participating in music to people um, so that they could get more of an expression out of music than just passively listening. Um, because I felt that there was An opportunity for us to have a closer connection to uh, the source through our through our emotions so um, I felt that um, it's really uh, it's really powerful to to experience uh, music when we listen we can it can bring up emotions but if you actually express yourself you can, you can bring up more emotions. Just like, uh, you know, if I want to express myself, I can use my hands and I get more of an expression. Yes. And, um, and also if I wanted to express an emotion, um, I can make a sound and I get more of an expression of the emotion. So if I'm silent and, I'm, and I love someone, um, it's less of an experience than if I say, I love you. And then if i pour some feeling into it like oh i love you then there's even more emotion coming through and and i felt that um this thing that we call god or spirit or uh the creator um
0: i call it source yes
1: source uh it it really is universally we that we can agree that it's love and it's peace and it's joy and it's happiness and they're all emotions and so I realized that our connection to the source is not something that is is just uh, a dry experience it's an expressive experience and so I wanted people to have more of a connection to the source through music by expressing it so I, I wanted to to give that experience of expression to people and so they can reconnect to the source again. Uh, Because I felt that uh, it was our disconnection from source that was causing so much dysfunction that I could see in the world environmentally, culturally and also individually within ourselves. So I I really went on a bit of a mission to sort of support the movement of people reconnecting to source to god or to spirit through music as well as being a singing songwriter so that aspect is there so that's why i brought the word heart into it because okay yeah that's where that's where we feel it
0: and you are from australia so you grew up in the western culture kind of way and still you felt inclined to sing these mantras in sanskrit and in other languages how did you come across mantras how did you find this calling
1: um it was a calling i i was yeah grew up in in australia in mainstream culture there without i mean it wasn't uh that i hadn't been exposed to anything alternative but i was really unaware of um, things like yoga mantra um, it was It was uh, before yoga even really took off in the world, so we're talking thirty years ago, um, but I had this dream childhood dream of traveling and uh, and an opportunity came for me to to do that so at uh, yeah twenty one years old i I left my small town that I grew up in and took off to go and see the world and uh, it took me to asia and and that's where i discovered uh, the mantras and the teachings of the east there and um yeah when i there was actually there was a a pivotal moment where um i was traveling with my friends and uh, we were doing the main sort of backpacker traveling route and i felt that i felt that i was kind of um hanging on to them clinging to them in a way to for a sense of security and i felt that i'd forgotten my dream of traveling and that dream of traveling was by myself you know to to sort of be on some kind of adventure exploring and um and following wherever i was guided you know and uh so i i went to my friends and said look i'm i'm gonna go on my own and and um after i did that and told them that i went into a bookshop which was kind of the first step of that adventure on my own (laughs) and i literally saw a book push out of the shelf and i couldn't believe my eyes but you know i just looked behind the shelf there's no one there so i i grabbed the book and The title said, um, Zog Shen, Self-Liberation Through Seeing With Naked Awareness. And I was like, whoa, that looks really interesting. I I think I better buy it. So, you know, I bought it, took it back to the hotel room and opened it up and just read the introduction. And I found myself weeping like a baby. It was uh, the first time something that I... I understood inside of myself but could never share could never it was never reflected back to me before I read this these words and uh, yeah and then my friend came came in to to visit me and he he saw my face and he was like you okay what's wrong and I said this book just read the introduction you wouldn't believe what what's inside of this book it's just so beautiful and he sat there and he just read it was just one page he just read the introduction and he, he just closed the book it looked looked at me and said there's nothing there and uh, and that was the beginning of my journey was
0: That was the way in which source communicated with you these apparent uh, coincidences yeah, that that come yeah. to you it's funny because
1: I, I watched a movie just recently I think it's called uh Interstellar. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. And the guy goes into the black hole, and he pushes the books out of the shelf. Yes, when I, right. When I saw that, I was like, oh, "Is that
0: maybe, me? <laughs> maybe, yeah, then maybe it was you from from the future. But I think it was yeah. your your higher self, or however we want to call it."
1: Well, I, I think you know from what I've learned from all my studies from from thirty years of being you know buried in in those teachings and there's not a day goes by where i don't sort of contemplate or or reflect or or read or study these these profound teachings that come from the east and from many teachers around the world people there, there are a lot of um, enlightened souls that are sharing um but yeah there there is no self there, there ultimately the the book is me the the force that pushed it out is me, the force that willed it to happen. And, um, yeah, sometimes I wonder if, if I just, if there's something, you know, that, that I can never understand, but it's similar to a dream. I don't know if you've had a dream where you've woken up and, um, you know, haven't, haven't been satisfied with the dream. So you go back and you do it again.
0: I think I have tried that. (laughs) Try and fix it. I think I have tried that, but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So you left home when you were twenty-one years old, but before that you were already playing music, right? So you were a singer before. What made you become a singer? When did you realize you had this gift?
1: Um, I think as a small child, I would see um, the musicians on the TV and um, I just always looked at them and I knew that I could do that or that I was going to do that at some point point. and um, <clears throat> it wasn't till I um, turned 21 which was this I think the same year that I took off so when I when I took off traveling I'd only just begun playing music for uh, about a year
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. you... um,
1: but, um, it wasn't until my 21st birthday when, uh, a guy appeared, uh, with a guitar and he played a song for my birthday. And I just looked at him and said, that was amazing. How do I, I have to do that. And he said, you can. And I said, what do I do? He said, buy a guitar. So I did. I bought a guitar and I learned.
0: Okay. So you learned guitar and, um, uh... Did you actually take like uh, any sort of formal instruction for guitar and for voice for singing
1: no I didn't um, I just I bought a Beatles book and um, and a Neil Young songbook and the guitar and I started playing um, I was sharing the house with some friends and after a few weeks uh, they politely asked me to to stop playing because it was so bad <laughs> 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 and so I, um, I drove my car um, into the, to the, the bush, the Australian bush. I had a sort of a van that opened up, so I'd sit there, uh, and I was just obsessed. I was playing every day, and then um, one day a bushwalker walked past and stopped, and, and and when he stopped, I stopped playing, and he asked me why did you stop, and I said, well, I, I just thought, maybe it was annoying or something and he said why do you think that and i said well you know the the people that i live with they said it sounds terrible so you know i've just come to play here so they don't annoy anybody and he's like how long ago was that and i said oh about six months ago and he said well maybe you should maybe you should um think that maybe you've improved because i i really think it's beautiful what you're playing and um and so yeah six months later i was playing in the local um pub the local mm-hmm. pub and um those those guys from my house had to pay to come and see me <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay that's a nice payback it's not meant in a in a bad way <laughs> it's sort of payback still yeah, so you so you year, were playing you yeah. just
1: just playing all the time and singing and Yeah, just uh, I didn't get formal lessons.
0: And um, and no lessons for singing either. So it was natural. It came out of you in that way. But you've been doing it for a while now. And um, have you developed a sort of routine to keep your voice in shape? Because it's an organic instrument you can you can fix a guitar if it, if it's broken but you cannot fix a voice or you can but it's not that easy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i've made um i've made lots of mistakes uh with singing um i i wouldn't recommend um necessarily going about singing the way i have because i took no formal lessons and then i I was sharing uh, my music and singing um professionally still with no lessons and I strained a lot sometimes um and then I went from there to into sharing the music i wa I do now, which was um sitting together with people and you know it started maybe just five, ten people, but then it became thirty. 40 even up to 100 people and i'm playing acoustically so i was really having to because i was leading i had to be louder than everybody else yeah and so i i was really projecting my voice um and um you know i look back at old pictures and you see my neck you know stressed and strained um and yeah it was it was um only only about uh four yeah four years ago that i started to notice my voice was starting to uh flip out a lot and i even though i had received lessons i'm i'm very much a self-taught singer okay um self-taught everything i'm kind of it's part of my personality i i um i love to you know i'm a bit of an adventurer and i always sort of think uh i'd like to to do it my way you know but um i recommend lessons because it can protect your voice and now i do um warm-ups that i i just go on the internet and find uh gentle warm-ups you know there's the lip trills and yes things like that and i do that every day and i sort of try and change my habit to to being more relaxed in in my neck and, and my throat and dropping my jaw and letting the sound come out rather than than strain
0: So but you should yeah, I... practice yoga so this kind of breathing is also the basics for the kind of breathing that we need for singing right
1: yeah i think um i think my yoga and just healthy lifestyle helps um i i don't personally don't eat dairy products i think that makes a big difference and not a lot of sugar and stuff like that
0: it definitely does i am i am still not so so disciplined when it comes to dairy products i still eat a lot of cheese and you can feel it builds flame Mm. so you have to be yeah cleaning up your throat all the time that's not good for singers so you have found a way for uh, for your organic instrument to be in a better shape now and considering that you are doing um these regular um online concerts so to say online get-togethers mm-hmm. and, and that before that you were touring a lot as well right so yeah, yeah it was... so you had to keep your voice there all the time
1: yeah when i was um it's been a blessing actually with uh with this um the virus thing has Forced me to stop because I was literally ten years on the road continuously touring um, with very little breaks, and um, and when I, even though I I was sometimes getting singing lessons or doing singing exercises, because I had developed my habit of kind of straining my voice and projecting loudly, which. You know, it's not a bad thing to do occasionally because um, it it really does have an energy, and people can feel it. It's like it's it's really belting it out there. Yes. Um, but because I was touring, you know, when you when you you do your exercises at home, but then when you're in front of one, two, three hundred people, and you know. <laughs> the energy's there, you kind of just drop it all and just fall into whatever is your habit. And my habits for playing for 20 years, you know, acoustically and belting it out was so strong that it took a long, it, it took a, a lot of effort to sort of change that. And I think having this time where now I'm, I'm singing a lot online, so it's, I'm not having to, to sing above um, a mass of voices. Um, it's helped me to change that habit, and uh, and I'm finding the softness again. And I'm doing a lot of recording too, so that's also very sensitive. So I can sing softer. And um, I don't want to I don't want to become a soft singer. I've, my music is kind of known for the energy that it yes. has, and uh, and so I'm just finding that energy without straining it's the same with guitar playing you know you can put a lot of energy into the guitar but then it starts like bashing the sound out and acoustically that's fine but then when you record it it really it really is yes. unpleasant you know, so.
0: absolutely um, i took part in a workshop with you about toning mm. um maybe you can tell a little bit about it for those who don't know what, what is meant and um and the other question would be if you use toning as a form of warm-up in your daily routine
1: yeah i i i don't really use it as a warm-up because i think it's important to to warm up really softly um uh, and it depends i think you have to gauge for yourself if your voice is warm or not if you know as soon as you wake up in the morning Um, you know, you could imagine that your voice should, should warm up slowly, but if you've, if you've already been singing a bit or talking a lot or whatever, your, your voice is warmer. And, um, but yeah, I rarely jump straight into the practice. I usually, uh, do a little bit of lip trills or yawning and things like that just to warm up a bit. But, um, in itself, it is, it is a great way to warm up. Um, but it's not designed for that. Um, it's designed as a, as a kind of a. I, I would say it's a really good exercise for um, hitting the tones, for for learning the different spaces in between the notes, and being able to to sing um, on key. Um, but I I kind of developed it into a, a more of a esoteric exercise where where you're incorporating the chakra system and um and journeying into the emotions that come through the body through the spine when we sing
0: okay and uh, you tune your music to this uh, so-called global tuning 432 hertz which opposed to 440 hertz i mean there is a discussion uh, some people claim this is like a like humbug. This like it's a conspiracy theory about uh, music being in 440 hertz uh, because uh, Goebbels said it should be tuned that way. And there are other people who claim 432 hertz is more like the frequency of nature. Where do you stand in this discussion? What led you to tune your music to this tuning?
1: Um, I discovered it quite a long time ago. Um, Just um, in reading about it and then I have uh, a friend in Hawaii who uh, would send me a lot of information about it um, constantly (laughs) and I was tuning my guitar to it um, and I had a problem where my uh, harmonium which is fixed was um, was a you know, I had to tune to that if I was going to play with it. And also my flutes and my harmonicas, I couldn't tune them uh, to 432. So I always found myself, you know, to tune to 432 is no problem. I just changed the guitar. Okay, yeah. Yes. If it's, if it's better, then let's do it. I don't need to stay in 440 unless I'm jamming with someone else. Um, but But my own instruments, yeah, I had to... I I found myself reverting back to 440 so that I could play. Actually, my harmonium was tuned a little bit higher. It was 445, which my first album, one, is tuned to 445. Mm -hmm. So when you try and jam with it, you'd be like, hmm, it's a little bit out of tune. But, uh, uh, yeah, so eventually I, I just kept getting sent more and more stuff from him. And I was like, yeah, yeah, but I... I don't really feel the difference i don't know you know if is, is it true or not and, you know like you said there's so much, much conflicting um evidence out there but then one day i saw the the um i think it's called cymatics demonstration mm-hmm. where that you have a vibrating plate and they put mm-hmm. different materials on the plate and as the frequency increases the 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 pattern it forms a pattern and then that pattern um holds itself holds its form for a period of time and as the vibration or the frequency gets higher that pattern then falls apart goes into chaos and then as it gets higher it reforms again into a more intricate pattern and i started to relate that to music I started to relate that to life and the evolution of consciousness as well and I started to see that yeah that everything's vibrating and as that vibration gets higher it's sort of um, the the pattern a pattern forms um, and I think um, then as as that increases it gets to a point where that pattern falls apart and goes into chaos and that point there was 440 hertz.
0: Interesting. And, it,
1: and then when it reformed into a pattern and held itself, that was 432. And I thought, ah, I'm existing right now in a, in a phase. Of, like I said earlier, you know that is a, we're going through a phase at the moment, humanity, life, and it appears to me that we're that we're in a chaos phase. You know the. If you look at culturally, um, religiously, uh, economically, there's a, there's sort of a mixing and emerging of things. There's like a, you know, a chaotic period that we're going through, and I think that it it makes sense to me that our music would reflect that in, and be in that frequency of 440. Um, and i'm not saying that that frequency is responsible for it i think everything's connected everything's related and that we 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 use music um as a as a tool for us to express ourselves so it's expressing what we're going through but my music i see as something i wanted to create something that we could strive for that we could aspire to that we that could lead us back to harmony that could that it could help us to be connected again to source because the 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 disharmony is also disconnection and so I um I thought no I need to make that move and and change my music to 4.32. and so I I got my harmonium and tuned each reed scratched wow. it down and yeah That's but nice. it was it was amazing because um, yeah I felt. The harmonium just started to ring. It really, it really vibrated and sung. And my guitar, you know, it just, my voice. It just seems more natural to me. It feels more natural to me.
0: It resonates differently, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. You feel, you feel it in your head, like it's something. Because I also sing in four thirty two right now but nowadays, so I, I know there is a difference there. And you also re-released your first album in four thirty two, right? Yeah, I did. so did you have to convert the whole thing? Or the um,
1: we, yeah, what we did was we we took the old files in 440 and then we um re we put them through uh, a tuner. So we we lowered the frequency of it and then I sang it again.
0: Mm, OK, you sang it again. Yeah. OK so um your wife susana you mentioned her you and her you play music together we can see you on facebook every sunday during these times so you are a team in every sense of the word how does work life balance function for you guys
1: yeah we we um live and breathe the music um you know it's it's our responsibility to find the balance and um yeah we we designate certain times so we have uh, a period of the time where we switch on and susanna's really amazing at um organization and um you know management and that sort of thing so she's really been instrumental in building a new website and creating um social social media networking and all that sort of stuff. I'm really good at the artistic side of things, um, you know, creating content and that, um, and the music, of course, and uh, videos and stuff like that. So we're just finding where our passions are. And then, yeah, we, we ded- dedicate our mornings that no phones are turned on and, and no, <clears throat> no computers looked at. We, you know, we have our time together in the morning uh, we practice yoga together in the morning. We eat breakfast together in the morning and then we switch on at about yeah, 10.30 and then, uh, and then after lunch um, we again, we switch off uh, all that stuff and we always go on a, at least a, a one or two hour afternoon walk together and be present with each other. And yeah, we find, we find the balance it's hard though. You know, it's, it's hard when you live and work with someone and, you know, during a pandemic the last year, it's been just the two of us. Yes. um, Moving to a new place here in Spain, we didn't know anybody. So, and also uh, I don't speak Spanish.
0: I was going to ask (laughs) Yeah, that's my native language. That's (laughs) right.
1: Yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning the last year. Um, but, uh i'm not surrounded by the language because susanna speaks fluent english and and uh yeah it's uh we we have um really we've really breezed through it um and we're just very lucky that we we resonate uh very harmoniously the two of us and we love each other dearly and uh yeah it shows blessed completely blessed
0: there well that's awesome so we are about to finish the interview and i will i have a little bit of a cliche question for you Hmm. or maybe two two cliche questions the first one which kind of singers or musicians you looked up to you mentioned the beatles and you were learning guitar with the beatles and neil Young. And the other question would be if you have any advice for aspiring singers, apart from taking voice lessons. Hmm. <laughs> um,
1: which other musicians I looked up to? Yes. Um. It was uh, Cat Stevens, James Taylor, and then later on it was uh, Deborah Pamal and Mitten. And All right. Krishna das and jaihutal um and advice for singers i think that um it's it's important to um to really face your uh your inner demons to be able to share your voice it's uh it's it's really takes a lot of awareness uh self-awareness to to overcome the fear of being judged by others and um you know we 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 have a tendency to want to be able to sing perfectly yes uh, before we share so that but we're actually you know we have to ask questions Uh, the only way we're going to see uh the the phantom inside of us that that holds us back from sharing our heart sharing our gift is through questioning uh not by judging not by um you know reasoning but by questioning
0: that's awesome advice really it's uh, the voice it's like the most uh, hardly judged instrument it's organic so it's it will never be perfect you can you can make a piano to be pitch perfect an electric piano and it will be pitch perfect all the time but the voice has a resonance and you can use vibrato you can use any technique and it will never be exactly like a piano and no, some and people you expect
1: that it's going to sound as well you know and uh, for me doing the live the live gigs you know um you, you press live and you don't know if you're going to cough you don't know yeah, right. If you're tired today, voices if you're in the studio, you just say, well, I'm not going to use that take. But, you know, if you're doing live stuff, I, I sing quite badly sometimes and I, I just have to go through that. And, you know, after a period of time, you start to realize that, well, you know what? Nothing happened. You know, nobody, nobody wrote to me and said, hey, you sang flat, you know, now. on that song, you know. And so I think that just by sharing, just by sharing your voice and, you know, overcoming the fear is by through experience, you know, you just give yourself that experience and you start to realize um, that, uh, you know, I, nothing's going to happen. It's it's really, you know, you, you don't realize that the rope is, you don't realize the snake is a rope until you get close <laughs> enough to... To see it so yeah get get in there and share it share your voice and and then you just the more you share it the get you get better at it and you get known for it right as well you know i'm not the greatest singer in the world but i'm known because i share
0: and you have a voice of your own yeah and everybody's got a
1: unique voice
0: that's true and some people try to emulate other singers but actually we have a gift each and every one of us we have a, a, a a voice of our own and it is up to us to use this gift it's my opinion yeah.
1: that's why i um created that morning practice uh, the the toning through the chakra is one of the aims of that is to find your natural voice and it really does help with that because you're, you're continually releasing and letting go
0: so how can people find you on the worldwide web
1: kevin james music dot com. it's very easy if you just type in kevin james anywhere in in uh, google or youtube you'll get a comedian from america
0: yes yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> i had the dilemma of you know in the beginning of my career to sort of come up with a you know some kind of name or a spiritual name but i kind of felt that well my songs are really what it's about the message that i that i want to share with the world and um i I'd happy. I think it's important for me. It was important for me just to keep the name that I was given and just just accept that it's the most common name in Australia. I think it's quite common in Germany as well, isn't it?
0: Kevin, it's uh, yeah. Well, you you find a few Kevins here, but this combination, Kevin James, no, it's not very often but uh, I think in the US as well and one of my favorite singers is called Kevin James. He's from Canada. Kevin James Labrie, but he goes by James Labrie. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's there are quite a few. So uh, uh, speaking of life, would you sing a couple a cappella lines from one of your songs for you for the audience?
1: Yeah, sure. Um <clears throat> any song, huh?
0: Yeah, any song you want.
1: Well, I'm just, what comes to my mind is uh, the, the, the lyrics, the beginning, the opening verse of, of uh, Wild Free Spirit. Sure. Life is like a flower and it's in between two needles. It's for you to work it out or just to play it as it feels, and I hope you'll find what you came here for. Cause nothing lasts forever. We are spirit passing through this world, and I wrote this song to help us to remember.
0: Thank you very much, Kevin. I can send you a reaction here via Zoom. <laughs> Virtual applause. Thanks for your time, Kevin. It was very nice talking to you about all these topics. And I wish you much success with the with the new album, that it will reach a lot more people. And that Thanks. we can that we can see you live, like face to face sometime.
1: Yeah, I look forward to that too.
0: Okay. We'll have a cup of tea or something. Sure. Goodbye, Kevin. So, that was it. That was my interview with Kevin James for episode 3 of the Heart of Singing podcast. I hope you liked it. I hope you will check out Kevin James' music and his latest album, Wild Free Spirit. It's really, really cool. I bought it. I have it. And I recommend it to everybody. So, I hope you like it when you listen to it. I hope you give him a follow. You can find all his information here in the show notes or the video description and I hope uh, you will be there again next time when I will have uh, another guest and uh, another singer-songwriter in this case so I hope you enjoyed it remember to subscribe and follow The Heart of Singing on Instagram The Heart of Singing podcast on Facebook and um, you can follow my account Henry Vocalist on Instagram and on Facebook